Welcome to the First Baptist Cadillac podcast. First Baptist Cadillac is a growing intergenerational family of faith whose mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Join us each week as we engage God's word together. We would love to hear from you. Please contact us at firstbaptistcadillac.org or text WELCOME to 231-261-1112. Good morning, First Baptist. It's so wonderful to be with you after quite some time. I always enjoy coming to be with you at First Baptist. I actually had my first contact with First Baptist about 48 years ago, so I'm very um, familiar with this church and just love being with you. I'm really happy to be able to share with you about the ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship in East and Central Africa. One of the things that's especially that East Africa is especially known for is their fast marathon runners, and one of the champions in Kenya is a man named Eliud Kipchoge. And in October 12, 2019, in Vienna, Austria, Kenyans and thousands of others from around the world watched as Kipchoge strove to set a new world record, he was running against himself, to set a new world record of running the sub-two-hour marathon in under two hours. It was really thought that running these 26.2 miles in under two hours was really something impossible for a human being to do. But as people watched that last kilometer, Kipchoge broke free of his pacers. He accelerated and he crossed that finish line in one hour, 59 minutes and point minutes. Radcliffe, who was one of the organizers of that marathon, said that was really sensational. It's quite difficult that he actually accomplished it because it happened so quickly. That last kilometer where he accelerated and came through on his own was just superhuman. I can't believe he actually did it. Kipchoge was the first to set one of a new world record of running that marathon in under two hours. And you can imagine that the crowds were really elated at what had happened. But even more so, Kipchoge was was elated because he had done something he'd been really trying to do for a long time and he was really excited about that. Child Evangelism Fellowship of East and Central Africa has been running a different kind of marathon. It's a marathon of reaching the boys and girls with the good news of Jesus Christ. And truly there's a great sense of joy and elation as we have been able to reach the children in the last four or five years. And I want to be able to share with you about what God has been doing because you have been sharing in that ministry as you have been part of my ministry by giving and by praying for me. And I want you too to have that great sense of joy and elation of what God has been doing and to be able to praise God for his work. When you run a marathon, you can imagine that there's a lot of planning that goes into place. That's true when it comes to reaching boys and girls, but it also is true when it comes to a marathon. When Kipchoge was planning this marathon, a lot of planning went into place, and some of the things were kind of funny. One thing that had had to happen was that he had 41 pacers that actually helped keep his pace, and then he had an electric car that helped set the pace, and he had chosen a course that was specifically good for speed, and then he had some special Nike shoes. Someone said afterwards that whatever the scope of achievement, it required a remarkable amount of planning. In order for the world's children to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, it also takes planning. Child Evangelism Fellowship began 85 years ago by a man named J. Irvin Overholzer, who had a great vision of evangelizing boys and girls with the gospel, discipling them in the word of God, and then 
establishing them in a Bible-believing church. The vision of Child Evangelism Fellowship is every child, every nation, and every day. This vision is carried out through the various ministries of CEF, ministries such as Good News Clubs and five-day clubs. And for us in our region, we have lots of ministries in the school that we're able to go directly into and teach the children. We also have camps, and then we have printed materials as well as digital ministries that we have these days. A major part of reaching the children is found in Luke 10, 2, which is a verse that you probably know pretty well, that says, pray the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. We have been praying for God to send forth laborers, and he has worked. I want to share with you um, what a, a most recent report that CEF has put out about the ministry worldwide in 2021. to reach the children every day in every nation has been put in place, but as you saw, that it takes lots of people to be able to do that, and those people need to be trained to reach the children. Starting from the time that Kipchoge was just a really young athlete to that time that he had that record-breaking marathon, he went through a lot of training. He trained endlessly under a man named Patrick Sung. And after the marathon, Coach Song said, my mind goes back to the day when an innocent 16-year-old came up to me and asked me for a training program. I'm so grateful I said yes. What a journey it's been. Child Evangelism Fellowship has said yes to training countless men and women to reach the boys and girls and disciple them in the Word of God for the last 85 years. And as a result of that, there are thousands of children's teachers who are reaching the children worldwide. I think CEF has some of the very best training in all of the world to reach the boys and girls with the good news of Jesus Christ. We have short seminars that just are um, maybe two hours or three hours or one or two days. Sometimes we have the Teaching Children Effectively Level 1 and 2 courses, which is about 40 hours. And then we have our 14-week Children's Ministries Institute, or the Leadership Training Institute, as we call it, in our region. But I think one of our very best trainings that we have is our Christian Youth in Action program that trains teenagers to reach the boys and girls. And this is a, a training program that's very effective in our region as we train about 500 young people each year to reach the boys and girls with the gospel. And some of those young people grow up and come into our ministry of CEF full time. Through the 44 years that I have been working in CEF in East and Central Africa, really training and mentoring children's workers and 
instructors and our staff has been my focus. And I'm definitely glad that I said yes of training these men and women who can then reach out to the boys and girls in the different countries of our region. And it's been my privilege to lead our Leadership Training Institute um, since 1989. The Institute is an intensive training course that's designed to train men and women to reach boys and girls with the gospel, to disciple them in the word of God, and then help them to learn to effectively train others and then to work in a ministry like CEF. Leading the Institute takes a lot of behind-the-scenes type of preparation before the Institute ever begins, but then it also takes hundreds of hours during the Institute to prepare and get ready for classes, to teach, to work with the students, and then to work with the staff as well. One of my very favorite things to do is working with our staff that you can see at this time. I really loved working with these men and women. We have a lot more. Can you just go back one slide? I think you're ahead. Just one, please. Thank you. Um, to the, to the, yes, that one, okay. Um, the men and women that we work together, they've really been wonderful to be able to work with as they train men and women to reach the children. But not only do we have these really qualified instructors that teach our students, but we also have the support staff who have been so wonderful to work with. And these are the men and women who help the students be comfortable while they're there with us, cook our food, make sure the notes are all ready, and they just really work hundreds and hundreds of hours to make sure everyone has what they need. And although I really love being able to teach the students, I think working with these men and women is one of the things that I enjoy the most as I lead the institute. Our last institute that just finished in May was my last one to be able to direct. And God has graciously given me, um, gave us a very good class to be able to work with. We need to go back one more slide. I'm sorry. I, I must have uh, put things wrong there. If we can go back to, yes, okay. Um, and we had 24 very enthusiastic students that came for that institute. They had already been trained, most of them, all except for three, had been trained to some capacity with our staff from around the region. And eight of those students had been in Christian Youth in Action when they were young people and continued to be volunteers while they were growing up. Kaden, who is now a wife and a mother of three people, started to have her... Um, her contact with CEF as a young teenager when she joined the first Christian Youth in Action that was held in South Sudan. She put into practice the things that she had learned. And while she was teaching, she not only taught in Good News Clubs or five-day clubs, but she also taught in Sunday school. And one of the boys that she taught was a boy named Victor. Victor was 11 years old when he began in her club, and he came to know the Lord in her club. But when Victor became a teenager, he also then joined Christian Youth in Action, and he was able to learn and be trained by CEF and CYIA. But in February of this year, we were able to welcome both Kaden and Victor into the institute where they were studying side by side, teacher and student, but now they were learning together. They both have now gone back to their own areas. Kaden has gone back to northern Uganda where she lives in the refugee camps with her family and is working with CEF. And Victor has gone back to Juba, the capital city of South Sudan, where he's also serving the Lord. And they're doing an amazing job at teaching children and training others to reach the children as well. Because definitely training is a key to reach the children for the kingdom of God. But, you know, the training also takes a lot of hard work done in God's strength if it's going to be done well. When I look at Kipchoge's accomplishments, 
It's so very clear to me that that world record didn't happen without a lot of hard work. He had already trained for many marathons. In fact, he had won marathons before. But prior to this particular marathon, he slept and ate and he trained some more. He really worked hard. A lot of people never saw that training that he went he, he had, but they did see the results. And when I think about our staff in East and Central Africa, I know that they work very hard in God's strength to reach the boys and girls, but a lot of times we don't see what they do when they are doing all the preparation to reach the children and then do the training, but we often do see the results as they begin to reach the children. For the last several years, we have put a lot of hard work into planning the Leadership Training Institute in Ethiopia. Some time ago, Ethiopia CEF had developed a 10-year ministry plan, and very high on their list was to have the Leadership Training Institute held in Ethiopia and held in the language of Amharic. Up until this time, their students had come to our institute in Nairobi, which was a regional institute, and we teach it in English, and all those People in Ethiopia, when they go to school, learn English. They don't use it very well, very much. And so when they were trying to study in English and do their practicums in English, it was very difficult for them. So we agreed that we'd have this institute in Ethiopia and in Amharic. But in order for it to happen, it took a lot of hard work. And one of the major projects was to be able to get all of the notes translated into Amharic. There were about 2,000 pages of notes that needed to be translated. Most of this work was done by professional translators that had to translate the notes, and then they sent them back to our office where our staff edited them to make sure that they were in uh, they were correct, and then also in CEF type of language. They really, hundreds of hours were spent to be able to do all of that translation, and hundreds of dollars were needed as well. But God provided all of that. He provided the strength and the wisdom, and he provided all of the money to get those notes translated. We really praise God for that. And then another really major project that had to be accomplished was getting our training center and office in Ethiopia finished. Zerohun, who is our national director, was in charge of that, and he really did a good job at overseeing it, and God provided money through various resources. But Martha and I, Martha is my longtime co-worker and my housemate for many years, and she is the education director for our region, so I work under her. And we visited Ethiopia in December of 2019 in order to talk to the staff about the institute, and then we went out to see the office, and this is what we saw. And we were to have the institute in six months, in July of 2020. And I looked at that office and I thought, no way. There's no way this is going to be done. But our staff were very positive and they said, it's going to be finished. Well, you know what happened in early 2020. COVID hit the world. And so we had to postpone the institute until January of 2021. But then war broke out in northern Ethiopia and elections were going to take place in June of 2021. So our staff felt like it was important that we would postpone the institute once again and this time till September of 2021. Well, when LTI finally began in September of 2021, the building was completed and we were able to be in that nice building that God had really provided for. Now, on the education side, I spent countless hours helping and mentoring Daniel, who was our education director, 
he's not the education director, he was leading the institute for that time. He, I had sometimes in-person meetings with him, sometimes we met during, with Zoom, and then he had lots and lots of emails that went back and forth. And then because this was the first institute in Ethiopia, the, the Ethiopian staff were going to be working as understudies working under very qualified staff from the region that would go and help and to be a part of that. Finally, September of 2021 arrived, and 35 students from Ethiopia and two of our very sensitive countries in our region had, had arrived. The building was ready, the staff were ready. Jacob from Kenya had arrived from Kenya to be there for a few weeks, but I got stuck in Nairobi. I had traveled to Ethiopia so many times and never, never had a problem getting visas. But this time, when I really felt needed to be there, I couldn't get my visa. And it wasn't just me, it was people, other people were having a hard time getting visas this time. Finally, after quite a delay, my visa came through, I rebooked my ticket, and I left for Ethiopia, arriving about a week later than I was supposed to have gone. But I was so excited as I walked into the building and I was able to see things arranged so very well and to see, meet the new students, and then also to be able to meet the staff and to work with the staff that at one time had been my students and now they were teaching in the institute. Then in October, Martha came a week before I was to leave. And what the plan was, was for Martha was to take over from me for four weeks, and then Edwin would come and he would lead for the next three weeks, and I was going to go back the following three weeks. However, the war in Ethiopia had begun to come further south and towards the capital city, and so our headquarters decided that it was not safe for me to go back, although I didn't quite agree with them. I was really disappointed not to be able to go back. But I also was praising God that we had strong leaders and strong instructors. Edwin, who had joined them already, agreed to stay the last three weeks, and he just finished out the institute so well with the staff there. And truly, in, in a sense, I was hardly missed. I, I know they wanted me to be there, but I was hardly missed because things ran on so smoothly. So finally, on December 17, 35 students graduated from the Institute. It was, a it was a day to say, God has done so many great things. We really had worked hard for that Institute and for many years, but it was really God who was the one who gave us the strength. He provided so much money to be able to have that Institute, and he just gave us wisdom as we worked through that whole process. 27 of those students are now working full-time with CEF, reaching the children and doing training and also promoting CEF in new areas. Mekdis is one of the students who just finished, and she's very busy working with CEF. Mekdis had her first contact with CEF as a child of six when she attended a Good News Club. When she was attending Good News Club, this is, this is what she said later about attending Good News Club. She said, while I was attending Good News Club, my teacher Daniel gave me different opportunities to participate. When my teacher moved, my mother and I continued to teach. One day, I heard there was a training called Christian Youth in Action given by um, CEF. The training was excellent and it helped me to learn how to be a good teacher. Then I began to teach five-day clubs, and it was a big change for me. I served as a volunteer for many years. When I was a kid, I wanted to be like my teacher, Daniel. I later took the institute, and then I became a full-time worker. I'm now happy serving the children. I have four good news clubs, school ministry in three schools, seven classes each week, and I coordinate the training in our CEF branch. Really, Mechtes is just one example of the students who have finished institute and are now serving the Lord 
working really hard to reach the children through Ethiopia. The hard work done in God's strength does pay off when we're running that marathon of reaching the boys and girls in our region. But not only does hard work need to be put into a ministry, but it also takes a lot of determination. I think about Kipchoge and how he worked really hard, but he had a lot of determination. He really kept at it. He had tried for this record-breaking marathon other times, and he had always just missed it by just a few seconds. But he kept trying. He had a lot of determination. And when I think about our staff, I think about how they also have a lot of determination when it comes to reaching the children. Sometimes they come up against things that you would think would stop them, but they just keep running and working hard to reach the children. Mary is one of those those young ladies who is very, very determined. She de- She attended the Institute several years ago now, she's one of those very vivacious and enthusiastic ladies. You can't help but smile when you're around her. And she's running very fast to reach the children wherever she goes. For many years, she's worked in the Nairobi area in the capital city of Kenya, and she's reached many children in in school classes and in good news clubs. She's also done a lot of teacher training to train others to, to reach out to the children. But when the pandemic struck, all of the schools in Kenya, like everywhere else, closed down, and Mary went back home to her upcountry home, which was about 50 miles from Nairobi. Even though things had closed down, that didn't stop Mary. She decided she was going to reach the children where she was, so she began to reach the kids around her home. But then she started to recruit other people to be able to join with her. And then she finally talked to her pastor to ask if she, they could have a Teaching Children Effectively course And then she talked to other pastors, and they planned a Teaching Children Effectively course in that area. Because Martha and I live just about 45 minutes away from her home area, she asked if we could take part in that training. And we were really glad to to say yes, because by that time, it was October, the pandemic had been around for a while, and we were really tired of not teaching in person. And so we gladly said yes to that. 16 of those 20 students finished very well, and they began 10 good news clubs in their areas. But not only that, there were two ladies that began to, came to the institute during this last institute in Nairobi, and now, now they're working with us full-time to reach the boys and girls back in their area, in that Kakoyuni area. When Mary is doing something, she wants to do it well. And she not only has worked in the Nairobi and Kakuyuni area, but she's also wanted to go to other areas where the children cannot have not been reached with the gospel. We can go to the next slide, please. Okay. Mary has gone to areas like Samburu, and, and the next one, please, thank you. Um, she, go, she likes to go to areas where the gospel is often not preached, to places like Samburu and Maasai land, where it's very difficult to go. And this is where, where it takes so much determination, because those areas are very difficult to go to. Just traveling there is very hard. And then when you're there, it's difficult, because there's not water, there's not a lot of food and just lots of things have to get put into place. But she loves going there to reach the children where the gospel really isn't going to. So Mary is just so determined to reach the children wherever she goes. Truly, determination is a great key to running a marathon, but I've realized that it also takes a great team. Kipchoge did have a great team when he was preparing for his marathon. He had 41 pacers that ran alongside of him, and then he had bicyclists that 
delivered water and nourishment for him while he was running. And then he had people who did all the logistical arrangements for the marathon. And then he had his family and friends who supported him. Really supporting, being able to reach the world's children is no different. If we're going to reach them, we need a great team. And as I have served in the region for 44 years, I've realized that it does take a large team to reach the boys and girls in this really large area of Africa. When I first arrived in Kenya in November of 1978, we probably had about 10 staff members all together in all of those 11 countries, reaching maybe 5,000 children. But by God's grace and good leadership and strong training, God has raised up a team of 236 full-time workers with about 15,000 volunteers who are reaching the children around the region. And this past year, we were able to reach around 3 million children. Before the pandemic, we were up to about 5 million, but we're grateful for that 3 million that we're able to reach this past year. The teams work together in the different countries to reach out to the children but it doesn't come without challenges for sure. You can imagine that there were lots of challenges for Kipchoge as well as he was doing his, his training and his running. He described that day as the hardest day in all of his life. And then the president of Kenya called him to wish him well. And then he said, the pressure was very big on my shoulders at that time. God has given to me that enormous privilege to be able to run my marathon mission in East and Central Africa for almost 44 years. And I have seen countless of children come to know the Lord. I've had the opportunity to train teachers and to mentor our staff. And there's been great growth in our ministry, and I really praise God for what he's done. But there also have been challenges for me as I've been there during these 44 years. Ministry in our region is wonderful. There's never a lack of children to teach and never a lack of people who want to come for training. But sometimes, because of that, the workload is very, very overwhelming, and you just never feel like you've finished what needs to be done. I have loved working cross-culturally, but sometimes it's very stretching and very difficult. It's fun being in different countries of the world, but the infrastructure is not so great, and the roads are not so great, and the driving on those roads can really try the most patient person in all of the world. It's a challenge at times. I've also had very wonderful coworkers that I love so much, but socially, things have often been very lonely, and I have felt very alone at times. So sometimes that marathon mission has been a bit difficult, but it's God who has given me the strength to keep going on and to keep pushing on. And I'm so grateful that he is the one who has been with me all of those years. He has been so faithful to me, and he has been so, so very good. The time now has come for me to pass on that baton to other very capable men and women. I left Kenya on June 23rd, and I will retire at the end of this year, December 31st after spending time with my ministry partners and supporting churches. And I just want to say once again to First Baptist, thank you for all of the years that you have stood with me. It's been 48 years because you supported me when I was here as the local director, when I was very young and I had no idea what I was doing. And then you continue to support me all of these years. Thank you so very much for that, for your finances, but also for your prayers. It's been very important to me. 
There have been challenges indeed, but the victories far outweigh those challenges, and there's so much to celebrate. When Kipchoge crossed that finish line, people jumped and they cheered and they grabbed him and they celebrated what had happened. During our last institute, there were staff who were there at the institute from around the region, and Martha, who is my co-worker and longtime housemate, decided that she was going to get a committee together to plan a, a Thanksgiving retirement party for me. They began to meet each week for two hours, and they kept meeting, first in person and then by, by Zoom. And I began to wonder, what in the world are they planning that they take are taking so long? Well, finally the day arrived, and I saw all that they had planned. About 100 people from around Kenya and some from around the region were able to be there to celebrate what God had been doing in our region. They were so excited to be able to be there and to celebrate together, and I really couldn't have imagined a better day. It was really a fun day. They began in my office by serenading me down the stairs, and I have to admit I was a little bit embarrassed because Africans love to dance and sing as they uh, are going down and, and I'm not too much of a dancer, so I was really struggling. But I decided instead of being embarrassed, I would just enjoy the moment because they were having so much fun. We stopped at the door of the classroom where they told me to remove the cloth that was hanging there. And when I did, they, they had this plaque hanging on the wall that said Kathy Gleckler's classroom. And then they had me go into the classroom and turned this picture over and they put this picture, they had me put this picture on the back of the wall to remember me when I would leave. And truly nothing could have overwhelmed me more. And that was really just the beginning. We then made our way over to the children's hall where we had lunch and then a two hour program that followed. And lots of memories were shared by people about what God had been doing among us during those years. And then countries began to give me gifts, not just countries, but local areas and also some friends who were there just by themselves. As I got all of those gifts, I began to wonder, how am I ever going to take those gifts home? Because I only had three suitcases to take. But when I said that to one of my friends, she said to me, you know, you need to take all of those gifts because with those gifts that we've given to you, we feel like a little bit of us is going with you. And so I tried to take as many of those gifts I could and bring them back with me to be able to keep and to remember them. It was really a wonderful day of celebration. Finally, the last day in the office, our regional director called all of our staff into my now rather empty office to pray with me one last time and to just give God's blessing over me. And I have to say that time was kind of a bittersweet moment that I just will carry in my heart. It's been hard to leave um, and say goodbye, but I do know that it's God's timing for me to leave. And I'm really confident that the ministry is going to continue on because it's been God's work. It's not been mine. We do have a strong staff that will carry on the ministry among the children. And I'm confident that the ministry is going to continue to grow too, not just because we do have strong staff, but because we have a great God and he's the one who's doing the work. When I got home, I read in Joshua 22, where Joshua tells the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh to return home. He said to them, you have done all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. For a long time now, to this very day, you have carried out the mission the Lord your God gave you to do. Now return to your home on the other side of the Jordan. But he doesn't stop there. He gives them an admonition. He says to them, but be very careful to love the Lord your God, 
to walk in obedience to him, to keep his commands, to hold fast to him, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. See, these men had served God very well. They had finished the mission God gave them to do. But God was telling them, as they go home, they need to still love him and cling to him. They needed to obey him and his word, and they needed to still serve him. They had finished that mission, but they weren't done. By God's grace, I have finished that marathon mission that God has given to me in East and Central Africa, but I'm not done serving the Lord. I still must be diligent to love the Lord and to cling to him, and I still need to obey him and obey his word, and I still need to serve him with all of my heart and with all of my soul. See, our service for the Lord never ends. So what's next for me? Well, I will retire at the end of the year, but I hope to continue, and I'm trusting to continue, to work with Child Evangelism Fellowship in East and Central Africa just as a volunteer doing what I'm able to do for them. I hope to be able to help with their leadership training institutes still. We have a next institute coming up in Ethiopia next year, and then another one following the next year in Kenya. And I'm hoping to be able to give guidance to the teams as they plan those institutes just from this side, and then to go back and to be with them during the institute at least for a few weeks of each of those institutes. And then I'm hoping to help Martha with different projects that she can, might have for me as she, I can do them from this side of the world. And then I'll be living in Warrington, Missouri with Lynn Herline, who works at the headquarters with the Children's Ministries Institute there, and I know she has lots of things planned for me as well, so I'm sure I'm going to be doing some things with her. As I finish my marathon mission, especially in East and Central Africa, but think about what God has for me, let me ask you the question too, where are you in this marathon mission that God has given to you to run? Are you running in such a way that God is able to say to you, you have carried out that mission that God has given to you to do? No matter what stage of life you're in, will you love the Lord your God with all your heart and cling to him so that no matter what happens, you are trusting him? Will you obey him and his word so that others around you can see Jesus through you? And then will you serve him with all of your heart and with all of your soul so that others will know the greatness of God and come to know him as Lord and Savior? We need to run our race with endurance, that race that's been set before each one of us. Sometimes it's really difficult to run that race. It takes a lot of hard work and a lot of determination. But God has given to us a great promise that you know. This verse that says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Remember that as you run that marathon with God, he is the one who runs with you. He's the one who is your coach. You're not doing it alone. You are part of his team. He's the one who is going to give you the strength to fulfill that mission that he's giving to you to do. And then also remember that there are thousands of full-time workers and volunteers in East and Central Africa who are reaching the children. Please remember to pray for them, even though I won't be there full-time anymore. Pray for the children and our staff and our volunteers in our region. To remind you to do that, I have a magnet of the Kenyan flag that's on my table that you're very welcome to take. It's the flag of Kenya, but it's to remind you to pray for all of the children of East and Central Africa. I just really appreciate the opportunity to share with you about the mission that God has had me on, but may God bless you too as you continue to run that mission that God has given to you to do.
Thank you so much.